Welcome to the teaching ministry of The Cause Church. We pray you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Boy comes home from his first day of school and his mother asks, well, what did you learn today? He looks her in the eye and says, apparently not enough. They want me to come back tomorrow. <laughs> the true story, one of my cousins, one of my cousins, I can't remember exactly which one, said after his first day of kindergarten, I guess he walked up to his, when his mom was picking him up, he walked up to his kindergarten teacher, shook her hand and said, well, it was nice meeting you, but I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> I want to uh, thank, I don't think she's here, she's probably teaching Next Steps or something, but I want to thank Pastor Judy for preaching a great message two weeks ago uh, when I was on vacation, and also we had a great weekend last weekend with Michael Jim, that was a lot of fun, but today we begin a new series, I think it'll probably be five weeks, and I'm calling it Strengthened with Might, the Holy Spirit in my life. Uh, in fact, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter three is, is part, we're gonna read part of a prayer from Paul to the church in Ephesus. And like all of scripture, it is uh, for us. It is applicable to us today as the cause church. In fact, go ahead and stand to your feet, if you would, everybody, as we get ready to read, we'll pray. Uh, I wanna, I see family here on the front row. I wanna pray for my friend Dan Nixon, who was in an accident and is recovering in the hospital. If you probably don't know Dan, but would you agree with me in prayer for him as well? Father, we lift our hearts and our voices to you right now. I think Dan's probably watching online from his hospital room. God, we pray and declare quick, swift, complete healing, full recovery in Jesus' name in a very supernatural way that would amaze Dan and the doctors. Even that pain would shift off of his body. Lord, our hearts are open to you. Holy Spirit, we welcome and we invite you Give us revelation. Give us revelation from heaven today. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter three, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Let's read verse 16 out loud together. Ready, go. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might, through his spirit in the inner man. As you're seated, look at the person next to you and says, and tell him, I don't know about your inner man, but your outer man is looking real good. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <clears throat> Maybe because I'm immature, I don't know. Our focus this year, 2023 in our church, has been strength. Say strength. 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 Spiritual strength, which is the most important kind of strength, comes from the Holy Spirit. Let me say it one more time. Spiritual strength, which is the most important kind of strength, comes from the Holy Spirit. Be strengthened with might through his Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in the inner man. The word might in the, in, in the Greek, it's a, it is literally a powerful word. It's the word dunamis, from which we get the English word dynamite, it means miracle working power, ability, and strength. It's the same word, by the way, that's used in Acts chapter one, verse eight, when Jesus says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Paul writes in Colossians chapter one as part of a prayer, verse 11, he says, I pray that you may be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. 
Paul writes in Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, God wants to give us his supernatural miracle working power, ability, and strength, and he does it through the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Somebody say amen. 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 My prayer for you, for me, for us as a church is that, especially over the next several weeks, that you would be strengthened with might through the Holy Spirit in your inner man. Today I wanna lay a foundation for this series. I wanna answer the question, who is the Holy Spirit? And, And I want to address how you can have a friendship with him. The title of my message is simple. It's just called Friendship with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're, you're kind of unfamiliar with the Holy Spirit. And like anything relating to God, the best place to learn about who the Holy Spirit is, men and women, is in the Word of God, in the Bible. Because the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is the one who breathed, who inspired, who spoke to men and women that were carried along by the Spirit, and they wrote the very words of God. So if you want to learn about the Holy Spirit, go to His Word. And specifically, if you wanna study the Holy Spirit, I encourage people to read the Gospel of Luke and then read the book of Acts. That's like volume one, volume two. And then also read John chapters 14, 15, and 16, which is Jesus teaching primarily about the Holy Spirit. Make a note in your Bible, use your grow journal uh, every time the Holy Spirit is referenced and see what God speaks to you and reveals to you. Who is the Holy Spirit? I'm gonna give you three points this morning. Number one... He's my God, he's my God. Would you repeat after me and kind of, kind of pound your chest if you would as we say it, say the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is, my is my God. Come on, say it one more time. Say the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is, my is my God. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter five, Peter says, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You have not lied to men, but to God. There's a whole lot of other scriptures in the Bible that talk about the Holy Spirit uh, as God and and talk about the, the Trinity or what we call the Trinity or the triunity of God. The Holy Spirit is God, the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a he, a him. He's not, it's not like, I'm I'm a Star Wars fan. I need Star Wars fans out there. He is not an impersonal force like in Star Wars. Use the force, Luke, all right? He's not, he is not an it. He is a person. And some of us, I think, are afraid of the Holy Spirit because we don't see the Holy Spirit as a person not as a person in in the sense of a human being, but as in the divine being, he's a person. Listen, you know, you can't have a relationship with a chair, you just sit on it, (laughs) because it's an object, but you can have a personal relationship with a person, therefore you can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Some of us have just been in flat out weird environments or weird churches, and we've just seen and experienced weird things, you know, in the name of the Holy Spirit. We watch things on TV that have turned us off to the Holy Spirit. And we think, yeah, you know, I love Jesus, but I don't want to be one of those weird Christians. I don't want any of that Holy Spirit kind of stuff. Listen, the Holy Spirit is not spooky or weird. 
He is the Holy Spirit, not the hokey spirit. If you know somebody who's weird, a weird Christian, they're not weird because of the Holy Spirit. They're weird because they're weird. <laughs> they were weird before they had the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and if some of you think, I don't know any weird Christians, you might be the, that weird Christian, right? <laughs> the Holy Spirit doesn't make you weird. He doesn't make you, you know, start speaking gibberish and run around the aisles uncontrollably and hanging from the chandeliers and... He doesn't make you talk weird, walk weird, or dress weird. He doesn't make you wear too much makeup and a purple wig <laughs> or not enough makeup, not any makeup at all. I think Grandma Pat used to say, sometimes you need to put a fresh coat of paint on the barn. <laughs> he doesn't make you not wear any makeup, put your hair in a bun and have no fun. Holy Spirit doesn't make you weird, men and women. He makes you powerful. He makes you effective for use. In the kingdom of God, he makes you dangerous to the devil. He may, what we like to say, he makes you supernaturally natural. I, I, I tease my mom because you know, she has all these stories. You know, she's out walking her dog, Gracie. Well, now I walk my dog, Winston. And I do that because when I, when I pray, I like, to, I like to walk and move around. I don't know if anybody else is like me, and I do get on my knees sometimes, and I do pray. But if I stay still too long, I have a spiritual gift of falling asleep. <laughs> I can fall asleep anywhere at any time. Every Reeve male can, by the way. And, uh, and I take comfort in this story when Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, one of the most important times in his, his life, and his three closest friends all fall asleep. I take comfort in that. And I think if Peter fell asleep, then I feel like, you, know, you ever been praying? You know, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna seek the Lord passionately. You're inspired to pray. And three minutes later, you just fell asleep and you've been out for half an hour. Anyways, so I, I walk, when I, when I pray, a lot of times I like to walk my dog Winston around my neighborhood and, and pray. And so just pretty recently, I was walking Winston around, around my neighborhood. And I see one of my other neighbors who's here today too. She probably would know him. But one of my neighbors is, is a guy named Chris. And I don't know Chris super well, but I know Chris has a different kind of lifestyle, just leave it at that. So I'm, I'm walking Winston, I hardly ever see Chris at all. And as I'm walking, I, 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 I feel prompted, I, hear, I have this thought, stop and tell Chris that Jesus loves him. And first time I heard that, I just dismissed it as, ah, oh, that's probably not, you know, that's not the Lord, that's just my thought, I don't wanna do that. So I kept walking. Well, then I happen to bump into him a second time, which is unusual, as I'm still walking, he's still walking. And then now I know, especially this is how God works with me, and now I know this is the Holy Spirit telling me this, because I normally don't think stuff like that. You might think you're a pastor, you just walk around telling everybody about Jesus. No, I don't, <laughs> you know? I'm thinking about the Dodgers, you know, I'm thinking about everything that you all think about, right? It's stopping, and then her the second time, and, I, and this is literally what I thought, I'm not doing that, and I just kept walking. <laughs> and then I get, I'm, I'm going back to my house, and as I'm, as I'm getting ready to close the door, I look, and Chris is walking right in front of my house. Thought, Dang it. And then I hear a third time, stop. Go tell him about that Jesus loves him. I knew this was the Lord. I better obey. I knew this was the Holy Spirit. Walk, I walk out. I walk up to Chris, catch him before he gets to his house. And you ever 
You ever had this experience where you know the Holy Spirit has told you to say or do something, but you don't really wanna do and you're nervous about it? And so like if you're talking with somebody, you're talking about everything else and it's kind of awkward and you're saying kind of awkward things and because you don't really wanna do it, but you know, so I'm having this kind of awkward conversation with Chris and, and finally I, I, I get up enough courage, come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? All right, maybe just me. And, and I say, hey, and this is what, this is what I said. And this was to help both me from feeling kind of nervous and, and awkward. And also, I think I was trying to help him too. I said, hey, Chris, I said, I don't mean this to sound weird. I hope this doesn't sound super weird to you. But I said, I just feel like God wants me to tell you that Jesus really loves you. And he has a great plan for your life. And I wish I could, I could say to you that he fell on his knees right there in conviction and repentance, and the power of the Holy Spirit came upon him, and he began to speak with new tongues. You know, that, that didn't happen. He just stopped and he looked at me and he said, he said, thanks a lot, I appreciate that. I think I needed to hear that today. And then kind of wrapped the conversation up. But listen, I knew that I had obeyed the Holy Spirit. Come on, just be yourself, be yourself, but allow the Holy Spirit to use you. Some of us just have a wrong idea in our mind about who the Holy Spirit is. And maybe it's because we think of him as a ghost. <laughs> Some of us have seen too many movies with ghosts in them. I grew up in the 80s. Remember Ghostbusters and Slimer, the green ghost who's eating hot dogs all the time? Some of us think of, we think of the, the, the Holy Spirit like the, the, the ghost, like a ghost or something. Some of the older English translations of the Bible, like the old King James, refer to him as the Holy Ghost because the word spirit or ghost, you can translate them either, either way. What's interesting, though, is that the word spirit or ghost, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, can also be translated as the word wind. And in the Old Testament, the word for spirit in Hebrew is ruach. You gotta kind of say it like got something stuck in the back of your throat. And it means wind, breath, a blast of breath. Genesis chapter one, verse two, second verse of the Bible, the spirit, the ruach of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In the New Testament, the word for spirit in Greek is pneuma. And that can also be translated a current of air, blast of breath, or a strong breeze. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, it is the spirit or pneuma who gives life. Listen, men and women, Jesus wants to breathe his life into you through his spirit. For some of us, our walk with God is stale, it's stagnant, it's lifeless, it's boring. We're just going through the motions. We feel stuck in a rut. We're simply existing. We're not passionately living. We need a current of heaven's air. We need a, a blast of God's breath. We need a strong breeze of the Holy Spirit. We need fresh wind from heaven. We need more of God. Somebody say amen. I don't know about you, but I do. Ephesians chapter four, verse 30, in the message paraphrase, don't grieve God, don't break his heart, his Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Satan is a liar and he's the father of lies and I think he has tried to get us to believe lies and misconceptions and misperceptions about the Holy Spirit because he is extremely afraid. He knows what happens when men and women and churches embrace the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so he tries, so I wanna encourage you, let go of fears and misperceptions about the Holy Spirit. Number two, 
The Holy Spirit is my helper. He's my helper. Jesus says in John chapter 14, verses 16 to 18, and I will pray or, or ask, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That phrase is really important. Another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Listen to this. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That word helper can be translated several different ways. The, the Greek word is parakletos. In fact, the Amplified translates the word strengthener. I didn't even know that was a word. Strengthener, helper, intercessor, advocate, counselor, comforter. Some of the older versions use the word comforter. When I think of comforter, I think of what some of us have in our house. You might have a comforter on your bed, right? And it's probably really, really nice and probably kind of expensive, but probably doesn't get a whole lot of use. It's kind of for looks. It looks nice, but doesn't get a lot of use. How many of you know you have stuff like that in your house, right? Or I remember as a kid going to my grandparents' house, my great-grandparents' house, I don't know if it was Grammy or Granddad, there was always one super nice room that kids were not allowed to go into. How many of you had grandparents like that? And probably on the couch, they had a, like a plastic cover on the couch. That's never made any sense to me. On a couch. You know, so if you go and sit on it, if you sit on it too long, then you're stuck to the couch. And you gotta have somebody peel you off the couch. Or if you're a kid and you've been running around, you're hot and sweaty, you try to sit on the couch and you just sling off like a slip and slide. Listen, Jesus didn't give us the comforter so we could look good. He gave us the comforter for use. Doesn't matter if you... Let me say it like this. After one of the, the main way that the Holy Spirit talks to me, it's not the only way, but it's the main way, is that he, he brings to my mind and to my heart scripture. I think it's because I'm how, how I'm wired. I'm a, you know, that's just kind of how, how I'm wired. And so I, I can know very, very quickly. And I, I know every time, actually, if I have a scripture that comes to mind or my heart, I know it's the Holy Spirit speaking to me. After my dad died, the, uh, the scripture that the Holy Spirit like gave me new revelation on because it became so, so much more personal is Joshua chapter one. It always been one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And I had other people prophesy this over me after my dad died, but the Holy Spirit has spoke this to me repeatedly, Joshua chapter one, because it starts with God speaking to, to Joshua and it starts with saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Your, John, your dad is dead, but then God says to Joshua, and as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So therefore, be strong and very courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be afraid. I will give you everywhere your foot treads, I will give you that promised land. Therefore, meditate, study the, the word of God. Don't let this word depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, John, be strong and of good courage? Come on, men and women. We need a comforter. We need a helper. I think the problem with some of us, probably more typically men, this is a true statement, Pastor Junior, isn't it? The problem with some of us, especially men, is that we don't like asking for help. <laughs> I 
I don't wanna ask for directions. I don't wanna ask for help. We don't like asking for help. We wanna do it on our own. And some of us take that approach in our walk with God, and listen, the Holy Spirit is not gonna help you if you don't ask for his help. So you could do it your own way. You could make your own decisions. You could do what you want, but it's much better when the Holy Spirit helps you. He's your helper. Here's two sentences I, I wrote. The Holy Spirit is my helper because he helps me think, speak, act, love, and live like Jesus Christ. He empowers me and enables me to do what I cannot do in my own strength, to live supernaturally, victoriously, boldly, and powerfully for the glory of God. Here's a, here's a different definition that has been helpful to me. The Holy Spirit is God, number one, with you. He is God with you. Number two, working in you to do supernatural things through you to change the world around you. He is God with you, working in you to do supernatural things through you to change the world around you. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 16, verse seven. This is an incredible, incredible statement. In fact, let's read it together on the screen. Ready, go. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Think about that for a moment. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is saying, he's, he's saying to his disciples 2,000 years ago and to us today, he's saying, it is a good thing. It is to your advantage that I'm gonna die for your sins, rise from the dead, and I'm gonna send back to, to heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father because after I do, I'm gonna give you the helper. I'm gonna give you the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that raised me from the dead, I'm gonna give to you. The same spirit that empowered me to do miracles and signs and wonders. The same spirit that filled me to heal the sick and raise the dead and open up blind eyes. The same spirit that, is, that gave me the perfect love of God to serve and minister to every human need and break demonic bondage. The same spirit will do in you and through you what he has done in me and through me. And it will be even greater, John 14, 12. It will be even greater because this, this same spirit will not be confined just to my own physical body, but now he is gonna be given and poured out to my spiritual body, the body of Christ, you, the church, my followers, the called out ones, and you will be my hands and you will be my feet. And everywhere you go is somewhere I'm gonna go to through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit at home, in your family, in your marriage, in your neighborhood, at your workplace, in your schools. And lo, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's what Jesus is saying right there. <laughs> I don't know, that fires me up. When I pause and I think about that truth, Jesus, I, Jesus was always telling us the truth, but he said, hey, I'm telling you something really, really important right now. And then he goes on and he tells us how the Holy Spirit helps us. Verses eight and nine, and when he has come, when the Holy Spirit, the helper has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world, he's referring to Satan right there, the ruler of this world is judged. It, it, 
the, the word convict there also means convince. And I wanna, I'll do this. These are sub points. Let me give them to you quickly. But let me give you three critical ways the Holy Spirit helps me. Number one, he corrects me when I'm wrong. He corrects me when I'm wrong. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts every person, convicts them of sin and convinces them of their need for a savior. Listen, men and women, you and I can't do that job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's why when you know, and all of us do, when we know people who are lost and don't know the Lord, you pray, Lord, convict them of their sin and convince them of their need for a savior. The Holy Spirit, some theologians call him the hound of heaven because he's after them. He's working in their heart. By the way, aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that the Holy Spirit convicted you and convinced you that you need Jesus? And, and once we, of course, once we get saved, then the Holy Spirit continues to convict us when we get off track. And he said, hey, John, that's wrong. That what you said, what you thought, what you did, that was wrong. And then we ought to say, you know what, Lord? I'm sorry, forgive me, forgive me. You're, you're right, I was wrong. Help me to change, see that? Number two, he convinces me that I'm forgiven. This is so important, this is gonna help somebody. He convinces you that you're forgiven. Not just, he doesn't just convict you that you've sinned and that you've messed up. He convinces you, if you know the Lord, that you are forgiven. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 21 says, for he, referring to God, made him, referring to Jesus, God made Christ who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so when the Holy Spirit convicts you and says, John, you've messed up, Lord, you know what, you're right, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Then the Holy Spirit says, John, you're, you are, you're a son of God. And you are forgiven, you are washed in the blood of Christ. You don't have to live under that guilt and shame and condemnation. You don't have to continue down that path anymore. You are forgiven. Some of you, you need the Holy Spirit to give you revelation because your, your walk with God, you live under a cloud of guilt and shame and condemnation. Some of us have come from other church backgrounds and we've been taught some bad theology. Listen, men and women, it's called grace. And grace, listen to me, grace is never an excuse to do less so you just keep on sinning. Grace is the power and the ability through the Holy Spirit to do more and to live victoriously for Jesus. But you're forgiven. And the Holy Spirit has to convince you of that. Number three, he gives me confidence. He gives me confidence that Satan is defeated. And I can live victoriously. Because Jesus, judgment here, when Jesus is talking here, it's not referring to your judgment, it's clearly referring to Satan's judgment. John chapter 12, verse 31, Jesus says, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. At the cross, not only did Jesus pay the price for our sins, he broke the enemy's back. He broke his power and his authority. He took it back. He defeated death. And he has now given us power and authority over the enemy. And so the Holy Spirit helps remind you, hey, hey, don't go around hanging your head. Don't go around living under guilt and shame and condemnation and fear and anxiety and depression. You're a child of God. You have power, you have authority. You can walk victoriously. You can overcome this. You're gonna, you're gonna get through this situation. The Holy Spirit is my God, he's my helper. Number three, last point, he's my friend. He's my friend. Isn't it interesting how, how your, your friendships change over your life? You know, can you remember being a kid running around elementary school on the, on the playground, having a best friend, you know, BFF, best friends forever. 
<laughs> they were your best friend until about, you know, after two weeks of school, they stole your Ninja Turtles lunchbox. And now you never talk to them ever since. <laughs> Friendship didn't last. I, I laugh because even Jenny and I have been married almost 19 years. And I don't know if this is true of anybody else, but even in my wedding party, if I got married again today, I don't think any of those people would be in my wedding party. I'm not friends with any of them, including my own brother. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Currently, Josh, I said that at the last service. Josh was watching and said, hey, buddy, you wouldn't be in my wedding either. No, I'm I'm Josh was my best man. He still would be my best man. It, my point is friendships change. They change. Listen to how the message puts Jesus' words in John 14, 16. I will talk to the Father, and he'll provide you another friend so that you'll always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. By the way, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, which means that when he speaks to you, it is always in line with who Jesus is. Jesus is the living truth, and it's always in line with the Bible, the written truth. If you're hearing some other voice and it don't line up with the word of God, you ain't hearing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he is, men and women, he is your forever friend. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never let you down. He'll never stab you in the back. He'll never gossip about you. Come on, he'll never slander you on social media. He is always available to talk. He's always available to help. He will always, he's always available to give you strength and power to overcome every challenge and difficulty. He's always a source of comfort and encouragement. He's always leading you into truth. He always wants to speak to you through the word of God. He is always bringing God's life into your life. Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says, the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. What kind of, that, that's a good friend. A friend who wants to give you God's righteousness and peace and joy. The dynamic, powerful, abundant, full, eternal life that Jesus promised to believers is a natural outgrowth of intimate friendship with God, the Holy Spirit. Let me just say it like this. We need to develop an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. Men and women, I need it, you need it. Let me ask you this question, close with, with this question. What, start playing guys, start playing something. Brigham, there you go. What kind of friendship do you have with the Holy Spirit? What kind of friendship do you have with them? You know, is it like a, a friendship on social media or, or Facebook? You know, quote unquote friends from a distance, but there's, there's not any real personal relationship there. Have you muted? <laughs> Have you muted the, the Holy Spirit in your life because you don't wanna hear what he might tell you? Have you just blocked him entirely because you wanna live life your own way? Have you unfollowed or even unfriended the Holy Spirit? Some of y'all have ghosted the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you ain't listening anymore. St. Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Message says the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Some of us have experienced and we know the grace of Jesus. We, we, we've received the love of the Father, but for whatever reason, we haven't walked and embraced a friendship with the Holy Spirit. I wanna encourage you to do that. The Holy Spirit is your friend. He will help you every day in every way if you ask him. Your friend wants to help you in your marriage. 
And so rather than getting in the same argument again and again and again, next time things start to escalate a little bit, start to get a little bit heated, listen to the Holy Spirit, your helper, and he'll say, stop, don't say that, stop. And by the way, take your wife out to dinner tomorrow night. Come on. He'll help you in your parenting. He'll, he'll, give you, he'll give you a supernatural love and patience with your kids. He will give you wisdom in dealing, especially with teenagers. The Holy Spirit will help you. He will help you in your job. He will help you in your, have you invited and asked the Holy Spirit to help you? No matter what you do, by the way, have you asked Holy Spirit, help me today in my job? Somebody, I won't point him out, but one of my friends who's a high level businessman, he told me a story recently, said that he was praying one morning on his way to work. He said the Holy Spirit gave him an idea. He went to his boss. Literally, it's an idea that has generated millions of dollars for his corporation. The boss says, where did you come up with that? That's brilliant. He said, they said, the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Listen, the Holy Spirit wants to help you. The Holy Spirit will help you in your relationships, in your friendships, rather than having conflict. By the way, if you're having conflict in all of your relationships, guess what? You might be the problem because you're the common denominator. Everybody else ain't a knucklehead. You might be the one who's a little bit of a knucklehead. And the Holy Spirit will help you and he'll say, no, 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 stop. Forgive that person. Forgive them. Release them. I don't want to, you know, you need to forgive him and let me heal your heart. He'll, he'll help you in your decision-making. He'll give you wisdom. He'll help you in your walk with God. He'll give you love and boldness to tell others about Christ. He'll give you strength to overcome temptation. He will help you every day in every way if you'll ask him to. He's God, he's your helper, he's your friend. He's your friend. Would you close your eyes for a moment? And why don't you just ask this question? You don't need to say anything out loud, but in your heart, just say, Holy Spirit, what do you wanna tell me right now? Then listen for him. lead you. You can just keep your eyes closed, relax for a moment. I want to, I want to lead you in a prayer. It's, this is really a prayer of, of repentance and, and invitation. And, uh, I want to invite you to receive it. I'll pray it. You can agree with it in your heart. In fact, if you want to, you could even, we've done this once or twice already in the service, but if you want to just put your hand out or your hands out in front of you, just as a sign of openness to the Lord. And I'm gonna lead us in prayer. Lord, thank you for loving me beyond what I can imagine. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins and giving me salvation. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being my helper and my friend. And right now I repent for all of the wrong things I've said or thought about you, for all of the wrong ways I've treated you. 
for all of the times I've ignored you and not listened to you. Please forgive me. I wanna change. I wanna know you and have an intimate friendship with you. I need your help every day in every part of my life. I wanna hear your voice. I wanna walk with you. I wanna be used greatly by you. I open my life to you in a new and fresh way. Fill me with your love and your power. Strengthen me with might in my inner man. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Would you quietly stand to your feet? I wanna sing a song with Sarah. Let's open to the Holy Spirit. Let's welcome him and join with Sarah and the team. Father saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. By the way, just a quick point. God the Father said that about Jesus the Son before Jesus had done one thing in ministry. You know why? I think one of the reasons is to remind us that God loves us because he is love 
and his love is unconditional. In other words, he loves you because you're his son, you're his daughter. He loves you for who you are, not for what you do. And then it says, and then the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. It didn't say he is a dove, but like a dove. And maybe this is just for me, but maybe it's for somebody else. But, but there's, the Holy Spirit is, is gentle. And there has to be, on our end, there has to be an openness and desire to say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I think some of us, if, if I'm, I'm being, being transparent, part of, part of my personal sometimes hesitation or fear is because I like, it's kind of my nature, it's my personality, I like to be in control. You know, it's like, I like to have things systematic, structured, I like to be in control. And there's an element of faith and there's an element of walking with the Spirit where you lose some of that. Come on, because you're, you're trusting. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm going to probably talk more about this in a few weeks. But the Holy Spirit's not going to make you weird. He's not going to do anything against your will. He wants to reveal to you how much God loves you. He wants to reveal to you Jesus in a new and a fresh way. He wants to fill you with love and grace. Some junk in our lives he, he wants to push out. There's some things that, let me say it like this. There are some things in all of our lives that only the Holy Spirit can do if we allow him. I believe in recovery. I believe in counseling. I believe, I believe in all of those things hugely, hugely. But sometimes I think we embrace certain things, medications, programs, we embrace those things and we neglect just the simple and humble invitation of saying, Holy Spirit, come in and do this. Let me, we gotta, let me close, but just stay standing for a moment. I'll do this quick. You can keep your eyes open. Maybe you're watching online, you're here today and, and you, you're not in relationship with God. You're not saved. You're not a Jesus follower. You've never made that decision before. I'm not asking if you know about God. Everybody knows about God. I'm asking, do you know him? Do you walk in relationship with him? And Jesus is the only way. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. John 14, six, nobody comes to the Father except through him. That's why God sent the Son to die for our sins, to pay the price, defeat death, defeat sin, defeat the powers of hell, to give us abundant and eternal life. God has done everything, but we have to receive it by faith through his grace. Have you done that? Maybe you haven't done that before. That, I'm talking to you right now. The Holy Spirit's talking to you. Maybe you prayed a prayer, but you've walked away from the Lord. And you think, I, need, I know, I need, to, I need to come back to him today. I need to come back to God. Listen, God isn't mad at you. He is mad about you. He really loves you more than you can imagine. If you say, John, that's me. For the first time, I need to come to the Lord. I need to come back to him. On the count of three, just lift your hand and make eye contact with me. And I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. One, two, three. Raise your hand, hold it high, make eye contact with me. Wave at me, be bold, be unashamed this morning. There's two hands in the back over there. Anybody else here this morning? Praise God. Anybody else here today? Some, somebody there in the middle? Yeah, there's a hand right there. I see you. Praise the Lord. I wanna lead us, I wanna lead our, 
friends in a prayer of salvation confession this morning. I want all of us to pray this loud and, and strongly today in support of them. Let's pray this out loud. God, thank you for loving me. I know that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. I surrender my life to you. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Make me a new person. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Change me. I want to live powerfully for you. And I declare that heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we celebrate that this morning, church? Amen. Praise God. We need, to, we need to dismiss for our next service, but prayer team, come on up here. Staff, come on up here. Leadership council, if you need prayer for anything, please come up here. For those of you who just made that decision, please take a moment before you leave. Come on up here. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to give you a Bible. I'd love to give you a book that's gonna help you in your relationship with the Lord. So come on up here. Let us pray with you. If you're new or visiting, by the way, thanks for being with us. We have a gift for you at the Connection Center in the lobby. May the Lord bless you. May he protect you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he give you favor and peace. May he fill you with his power, strengthen you in the inner man, that you would live for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, church. We love you. Thanks for listening to this message from The Cause Church. For more information about The Cause or for further resources, visit our website, thecause.cc or call 714-255-0930.